Thank you, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Brass. Monica is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB, serving Western Ontario. Consumers more than ever research businesses and products before they purchase or contract a service. Consumer reviews play a big role in helping make good choices. On the final portion of this program this morning, we will talk about how BBB consumer reviews are processed for accountability and how those reviews are different than other online reviews and also different from our complaints process. If you run a business or if you work for a business, you'll have encounters that require the expertise of a human resources person. Today's guest on ISBBB provides human resource services for small and medium-sized businesses. We are pleased to welcome Catherine Englander, a partner and founder of HR Partners for Business. Thanks for joining us this morning, Catherine. Thank you for inviting me to speak with you, Monica and Jim. Well, Catherine, HR is something that affects every business. You know, maybe not as much if you're just a sole entrepreneur, but let's talk a little bit about some of your services. Does HR Partners for Business provide ongoing contracted services to clients or are your services provided as needed? We provide both, Monica, actually. We provide a one-off services, such as we may do a custom dismissal for an employer, but we also work ongoing with companies whoever if they need us to be ongoing such as we may go to a company every friday and manage all of the human resources things that have come up all week such as coaching employees and maybe some custom training we will will do that friday as well so what's typically the size of uh, the companies that your firm provides services to uh, catherine we work with companies of all sizes. We have actually worked with companies where there's only one employee, but we also, we our target would be 20 to 60 employees because they, they really do need somebody in HR, but they might not need a human resources person full time. We also work with larger companies to do special projects such as engagement surveys or compensation studies, or again, custom dismissals where the HR person on site isn't comfortable doing it because they have a relationship with that employee and our company doesn't. What are some of the common human resource issues a company encounters that your business would be engaged to provide solutions for? Well, over the last year, we have had a lot of COVID-19 work come in and that looks like, how do we lay this person off? Is it okay to lay this person off? Can we decide who we want to call back and when we want to call them back? So it's been challenging for employers because the legislation has changed over the last year considerably. In a normal year, we do a lot of harassment investigations and actually throughout Ontario. And our second largest service is normally custom dismissals. We also provide a lot of training on leadership and as of course the ongoing changing legislation we're always updating or creating company policies and handbooks, and we really enjoy performing engagement surveys. In all we do, we coach company owners and managers on how to handle situations to maintain the lowest amount of risk. How much has uh, changed as a result of, of people working at home with COVID-19, uh, Catherine? Are, are there some different issues that have arisen as a result of that? The, the one main thing is that Employers are number one, trying to recruit. And because people still are able to receive government funding, 
employers are having a lot of difficulty recruiting. So we've been doing a lot of recruiting lately. And as I, as I, it's an unusual thing, but I tell employers the lifespan of a resume is very short. The lifespan of a resume is actually probably two to three or four days. So if someone applies for your role and you think they might be good for it, you need to contact them right away. We can handle the whole process, the posting jobs, interviewing, screening, and making an offer. And then it's the wraparound service of performance management and everything else the employee needs. The, another thing is customers have been asking us about managing um, productivity at home. And I guess what's different is that people are home with their children, right? And, and their animals and, and everything else. So productivity might not happen between eight and five like normal. They might have more time to get going at 7 a.m. and maybe finish up their work at 8 p.m. when the kids are in bed. So the flexibility is what we're encouraging. Of course, if they need to have a, a meeting with a client through Zoom or on the phone, that should happen during working hours. But the flexibility of the workday we are seeing has changed tremendously. You know, under ordinary circumstances, uh, I, I know that you would handle poor or low morale. Um, how, how are you handling that now? And, and is it an issue? And are there some unique facets to that morale issue at this point? Something that we're, we are recommending right now is that employers or leaders, supervisors, whatever you want to identify them as, meet individually with employees on a non-work-related agenda. So there might be a Zoom coffee meeting with an employee at nine o'clock where work is not discussed. And instead of talking about work, you say, how are you actually doing? Because there is a high level of anxiety amongst employees, people in general right now. So in that 15 minute coffee meeting, you talk to the person as a, as a person, it's relationship building and it's building rapport with your employee so that you find out what's really going on. And there are cases where people are at home and they're just significantly lonely. Nobody else is there. They're not getting out. They're not seeing anybody. So doing that 15 minute Zoom meeting or or phone meeting with a coffee or, or a tea makes the employee realize you care. And But in the current way the world is, people need to know that somebody cares. So Catherine, you know, an interesting thing the other day, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about the fact that as people are working more from home, they... Um, maybe are bored because of the lockdown. And so in the cases that they don't have kids that they're dealing with, they're working a lot of hours and they may be not as good about turning off their work schedule. So there's this culture maybe of workaholics that's being created now and that balance of like work and home and um, also including self-care in there is a little bit off. So, you know, to your point about just spending time with people and asking them how they're doing, um, that may be something that comes up. Like, how do you manage that? Because, you know, sometimes working from home, I think a lot of times employees think, oh, you know, people are not going to be as productive. But there's the other end of the spectrum as well, where sometimes people work too much, and then that can have its own impact. You're absolutely right, Monica. And we provide leadership training and and executive coaching. And the, the first thing we do when we do leadership training or executive coaching Actually, we do a personality assessment so that the individual can understand themselves and other people better. But the second thing we do is we discuss self-care 
because you can't be an excellent leader and you can't lead your team unless you take care of yourself first. So there's, that is a really integral part of human resources management is, is how you come across as a leader and how you can help your employees. And once you have learned self-care for yourself as the leader, uh, it's easier to say to, to teach your employees self-care as well. So uh, in the past, we would have talked about self-care probably in code of conduct. We would have talked about it in different training that we do with employees. We also do mental health in the workplace recognition and assessment training. So self-care is a big part of the HR role right now um, in all companies. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest this morning is Catherine Englander, who is a partner founder of HR Partners for Business. And our conversation will continue right after this short break. Welcome once more to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, who is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. And our guest this morning is Catherine Englander, partner, founder of HR Partners for Business. So Catherine, continuing our conversation, I know you had mentioned about um, trying to get uh, enough people to apply for jobs, but in also talking to different businesses, we've also seen businesses on the opposite end of the spectrum where they've had so many people apply for a position. And also because it may be remote, people from outside of the area that may not typically have applied for the position. So, you know, how do you help businesses manage that large overload of interest and also now um, potentially a change in location? So we, how we manage the process is we create a spreadsheet. We create, and the spreadsheet is created from the job description or the ad that the employer, that through conversations we've had with the client. So the spreadsheet starts out with name and phone number. Then it, then we usually put location because even though people might think they can do a job remote remotely, and maybe they can, there will be times when they need to come on site, most likely. So in managing that process, we go through the spreadsheet, we put all of the resumes on it. If they, if there is a chance they could actually do the job, if they're applying from Nigeria and it is a, we've got one right now that's a project estimator in Ingersoll, Ontario. And from Nigeria, that individual doesn't qualify because they aren't actually here. So we look at where, now that being said, we, we hired a, an accounting manager in Brantford last fall. Yeah, it was last fall. And he lived in Saskatchewan, but he, in our conversations with him, we said, are you thinking of moving to Ontario anyway? And of course he was. So we look at the applicants individually we, and we look at their qualifications and we decide who's worth uh, being in the in uh, category and who's worth being in the out. And I know that sounds brutal. For an HR person, we take about five seconds for the initial look at the resume. So it has to be a really good resume. But we do add them all to the spreadsheet and we look at them more deeply there. But in our initial review, we go, okay, this one looks good. So it might get yellow highlighting on our spreadsheet. We share the spreadsheet with the employer as we are building it and we identify who the who the ideal candidates are then we move to a phone interview with the consent of the client 
And after the phone interview, we set up a Zoom or in-person interview. We have a number of essential businesses that we're working with who want in-person services. So we are providing both in-person and virtual services as needed. And of course, if if we were doing a dismissal, I would prefer to do that in person, although we have done some remotely during this time. So let's talk a little bit about um, training, you know, managing some of the issues and problems we've discussed. It might also be necessary from time to time for business owners or some of the employees to go undergo some training. So how do you arrange training or determine which training would be most valuable to be able to help both the employee and the business? We, we discuss the problems that an employer has, and then we look at our training offerings and we can customize training to meet the employer needs. So if, I mean, we've done um, difficult people, difficult conversations and how to manage respect in the workplace, weed in the workplace, customer service training, um, contemporary issues in leadership, which takes leadership to the next level. And one of our offerings that we talk that we give often is communication training and it's a two-hour training it deal it touches on topics such as passive communication assertive communication passive aggressive and aggressive communication between not only employees but as leaders so the training that we provide is can be done remotely through zoom or it can be done in person we prefer to be in person but safety comes first So engaging a human resource service requires a business owner to provide a lot of personal information about the company and its employees. You know, how does that relationship start and how are issues of privacy handled between your business and that of the employer? We maintain confidentiality of information in all we do. We may share customers' names as we have on our website, but we don't ever connect the information to the customer. So we may have cases that we discuss. For example, we had a discrimination uh, legal lawsuit recently that we were um, defending a client with. And I've done a number of presentations on the discrimination suit, but I would never attach the employer or anything that would identify the employer to the information. So HR professionals maintain confidentiality of information in all we do. Well, Catherine, we want to thank you for being open with your discussion and uh, your your knowledge here this morning. And I'm sure there are some uh, listeners now who will want to go to your website and uh, check out some of the services that are provided. Thanks for joining us here on Ask BBB. Thanks, Jim. It's www.hrp4b.com. Our guest this morning has been Catherine Engleter, who is partner founder of HR Partners for Business. Consult the BBB Business Directory by searching Human Resources or Professional Services, or simply by searching by name to learn more about them and to get contact and information. Reviews and complaints, why they matter when we return. And we're back with more. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, who is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. So, Monica, as we talk to business leaders here on Ask BBB, it's apparent that more and more business is being done online. Yes, and without getting into a lot of details, Statistics Canada reported that e-commerce retail had more than doubled by May 2020. Things did slow down with reopenings, but it is safe to say that there is still a high volume of business being done online. 
And as people do business online, they also do their research online. And that makes BBB's directory scam tracker and complaints and reviews even more important. When consumers use the BBB.org directory, they can search for a business by name or by category. They can also filter for businesses within a prescribed distance of their location. As well, you can search for accredited and non-accredited businesses in the area. We've talked often about how accredited businesses subscribe to a set of standards of trust and integrity and continue to meet those standards each year. What other information is available through that directory? You'll find general information about the company, its owners, location, and contact information. You can also check for complaints and reviews. Can we just talk a little bit about the difference between a complaint and a review? Absolutely. So a complaint relates to marketplace transactions and the customer maybe wants a refund, a repair, a replacement, or was maybe not happy with some other aspect of the service or products that they received. So briefly, how, how is that processed, Monica? The complaint is received from the consumer and then is forwarded to the business and they are asked to respond within 14 days. The response is then forwarded to the consumer. There may be a second response and in some cases, BBB staff will consider whether mediation or arbitration should be offered. In most cases, though, the business complaint is resolved within 30 days. So once that complaint is resolved, does that disappear from the directory file of that business? No, both complaints and reviews will be available to consumers to look at for 36 months. I can see how that, that might bother some business owners. Yes, but there is great value in this process. It really demonstrates how accredited businesses are committed to resolving consumer complaints and demonstrating their integrity and trust behind the products and services that they offer. The larger the company, the higher the volume of business, and so there is more likelihood of something like a product malfunctioning or miscommunication happening. Consumers, though, want to know that if something like that happens, that the company will deal with it in a fair and open way. Consumers have expressed that being able to see the complaint and resolution enhances their level of trust with that business. So then what's the difference between a complaint and a review? Well, customer reviews allow the customer to rate their marketplace experience using a star scale. Just like complaints, reviews are sent to the business before they're published on BBB.org. The consumer must be able to substantiate their transaction. Third-party comments are not permitted on the BBB site. As well, this avoids reviews by anyone who has not had an actual transaction with the business and prevents situations where consumers are either you know, baited or encouraged to leave a review without an actual transaction happening, or also the reverse where sometimes there's negative reviews and that customer really never ever dealt with that business. So both complaints and reviews are, are vetted for accuracy before they're published on the BBB.org site. Absolutely. So that is a key differentiator, the accuracy and confirmation that a transaction occurred. Consumers tell us that these reviews help them choose trustworthy businesses. Businesses appreciate customer reviews because they highlight an actual experience and so they're getting a true understanding that's transparent about that business. And not all review sites have that same level of scrutiny as, as the BBB.org site. 
That's right. In fact, there are some sites that have absolutely no process to review the validity and accuracy of the complaint or review. So if you read a review on social media, it may contain inaccurate information or even false or misleading claims. So if you encounter a review on one of those sites, visit the BBB.org website and then see what reviews are there about that business. So there's always good information on BBB.org. But the results over time can prove well worth it. So the first investment in time is to review the article on BBB.org. And as always, before we sign off, we want to remind listeners that uh, we're always finding new ways to keep people up to date on various business topics. One of our recent initiatives is monthly power chats with professionals who provide services to business and to individuals. The most recent was a discussion on SEO for small business and five takeaways to rank on Google in 2021. You can find the link to the video on our YouTube channel at BBB Western Ontario. And you can contact us anytime on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. And if you have a question or guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Bryce. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.